if you're smart, you might want to call uh, American Financing now. Call them, take 10 minutes out of your day, and find out if there is a way for them to help you with your monthly finances and saving money. It's American Financing at, uh, let's see, the number is 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. We're live in uh, Salt Lake City at uh, KNRS 105.9, uh, where I just heard uh, the program director told me one out of every five radios here is tuned to our program every day. One out of every five radios. That's astounding. Um, so thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of The Blaze. Uh, we've got a great show coming up for you. Stand by for news. And I'm Glenn Beck. What are the odds? Welcome. I'm glad you're here. From behind my cardboard microphone, we have news of Liz Cheney. Oh, oh, this is going to be fun. You don't want to miss it. We begin in 60 seconds. All right, dog, as we like to say in my hood, uh, if you're protecting yourself uh, if you're not protecting yourself every time you go online for any reason, clock is ticking. It's only a matter of time before some cyber criminal comes along and decides that today is the best day to steal your personal information. And from that point on, things are going to get a little complex for you quickly. Why not try to avoid that? Now, nobody can stop all cyber crime or monitor or everything. But the, the best company out there, because everything we do is online right now, the best company to make sure that you are secure on the uh, on the internet and your information is secure is LifeLock. Get 25% off your subscription to LifeLock right now. Your first year, 25% off. If something does happen, they go the extra mile. They also have a restoration team. If your information is hacked into, they can help clean that up. Now, join, save 25% off your first year. Promo code back, 800 LifeLock, 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. LifeLock.com or 800-LIFELOCK. So, Stu, I think we have to start with the audio of of Lynn Cheney, uh, or sorry, Liz Cheney, um, in, her, uh, in her speech last night. Unfortunately, it wasn't a victory speech, but she's going to go on. Listen, here she is. The great and original champion of our party, Abraham Lincoln, was defeated in elections for the Senate and the House 
before he won the most important election of all. Lincoln ultimately prevailed, he saved our union, and he defined our obligation as Americans for all of history. I think she just compared herself to Abraham Lincoln. I'm not, I'm not sure what her point was there other than, and I'm like Abraham Lincoln, and so I'm launching my presidential campaign. I mean, I don't know what she was doing. And, you know, in all honesty, she has a lot in Abraham Lincoln. Imagine Abraham Lincoln without the beard. Now, Cheney. You see it? You see it? <laughs> Not particularly. So, no. I, I can't say that I do. No. You're right. That's mean. It's just the wart that is that is the same. But mm. uh anyway, uh So I'm kind of sad, Stu. We don't have we don't have uh old uh, Liz Cheney to kick around anymore. Darn it. Yeah, you know, it was an interesting approach. And in one of the strangest elections probably of all mm. time. As we kind of noted a little bit yesterday, you know, Liz Cheney voted for Donald Trump in 2020. People forget this. She voted for Donald Trump in 2020. Uh, she was uh, then obviously turned against him and said the stuff that he did after the election she didn't like, but then survived a Republican leadership vote after all of this and then still kept talking about it and then eventually was thrown out of leadership and has become the enemy and was uh, elect was defeated handily by uh, by an opponent who Glenn was so anti-Trump in 2016 that she was among the people organizing the overturning of the primary on the convention floor in 2016 to get Ted Cruz to be the candidate instead of Trump. And she's come so far the other way that she's now the pro-Trump candidate and... <laughs> Cheney, who voted for Trump in 2020, is now the anti-Trump candidate and lost by 40 points. It is like all of our beds are on the edge of a wormhole. And every day we get out of bed, we put our feet on the floor and we we just like it's like a water slide. Shoom! We're into another America that is kind of like the one we were in yesterday. Yeah. I can't keep track of it. It's so weird. And, you know, so the final was 66 to 29, basically, about what I think people expected going into this. There were some crossover votes from Democrats, but again, not enough of them in Wyoming to make any particular uh, difference. Well. And so it was it was a, it was a blowout. Cheney is already on to her next thing. As we said yesterday. You could tell it was a blowout because of the way the media was covering it. It was talking about how she's got more to her than this. This is just one bump in the road of a longer <laughs> journey. And she leaked this to every single reporter on right. the, uh, uh, in the mainstream media to tell that, you know, look, this isn't a big deal. She doesn't care about this. It's the next I, thing that's the big deal. I did think it was a little much when she started singing, my heart will go on. Um <laughs> that's <laughs> true you know she is trying to make herself into this this is a martyr type of period here for her i suppose yeah uh and yeah. it's 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 a strange one you know i was talking to someone who follows politics but not like super closely and and he's just like look you know i i don't know anything about liz cheney other than she doesn't like trump you know and it's like 
this is her problem here. It's not that you can't disagree with Trump. It's not like you can't have your own opinion. But when you dedicate your entire life to be obsessed with one individual, this is you're going to be defined as to how people so, in your state feel about that individual. And when it comes to Donald Trump, people right. in Wyoming like him quite a bit. Yeah. You know, here's the here's the amazing thing is um, my problem with, with her is, like you said, she was all in in 2020. OK, she yeah. was all in in 2020. And then he does his thing on January 6th, which he didn't cause. He didn't do any. But I didn't like the way he acted on January 6th. I just I thought, like, hey, Mr. President, get on TV right now and say stop. Mm hmm. Um, and, and, you know, on the day I was really, really pissed and I'm like, what are you doing? And, uh, and then I kind of got over it, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, he wasn't responsible. Uh, so I kind of went, I didn't like that, but I'm not going to dedicate my life to destroying him because that's kind of a, I don't know, psychotic break. Uh, it it might be a little manic in its uh, approach to life. It's like going to going someplace where you've had you know good meals and you've recommended the place, and then you have one meal that's cold and you set out to destroy it. I want their license revoked. I want them out of business. I want to burn their business down, and I want to piss on their ashes. That's really what it's like. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, look, I think we've certainly asked for uh, for this over the years. Politicians who believe in something that's not popular to stand up for it. I, I have no problem embracing that general uh, vibe. And that, and I, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, I, I don't know. I think she genuinely seems to believe this now. I, I don't know what. It's hard to well, understand that from enough. someone who voted for the guy, right? Like, you know, it's yeah. one thing if you really thought he was a terrible president for four years and then you say, okay, this is the this is pushing me over the edge. I have to stop him in any way possible. You're someone who wanted four more years of this guy, right? Up until the actual no, election, she, right? No, like, I, think she, I, I don't think she is. I think she is someone who held her nose and said all the right things and at the hmm. first opportunity to knive him, she did. I, I I really you yeah. cannot make it's psychotic, Stu. Yeah, that's a psychotic swing. It really is. It really is. But it was I something mean, look, It was a wrong. big event, right? I mean, there's certainly no. Yeah. It, it did change some people's minds, I suppose. But I mean, I think overall, when you when you look at it, it's it's like I don't think she did this because she thought it was going to help her win this election. I think she had to have known going into this, this would have made her political life more difficult. So if she really believes it, let her go out and do this. But along with that comes the consequences from voters and voters don't agree with you. Uh, you know, the Republican voters in Wyoming yeah, but think what you're doing is, you know, completely wrong. And they sent a massive message. The turnout was huge yesterday. But I think, Stu, I mean, think of this strategically. I think a humiliating and devastating loss puts you right where you need to be to launch a presidential campaign. Don't you think? Don't you think? I, let me ask I mean, Beto O'Rourke. Hold on one second. Uh, I'll get him on the phone. I know. Uh, I know. <laughs> Beto's like, there's somebody out there who gets it. Hold on. Stacey Abrams. Uh, she's online, too. Uh, 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 no, it's true. I, I doesn't make I don't like the bigger thing here is what is the constituency 
for a Liz Cheney presidency. She she basically runs the state of Wyoming and her family runs the state of Wyoming and she got 29% of the vote there. So what what is the constituency other than the possibility of her running as an independent candidate to you know shave votes from Donald Trump and what give the presidency to Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or Gavin Newsom or whoever else is running? I mean, if that's the strategy, which I don't see what the alternative is there, I don't think that there's any, I don't think there's any other path for her to make an impact. Uh, that you know, that's uh, that's a strategy that does not support someone who does have a relatively conservative voting oh, record over her be, career. She's going to be brave, and she's going to take that stage with Donald Trump. And as he's there, that's he's, the she's going to, she's going to be the one that takes him on. And she will last all of about 45 seconds. Okay. She will. He will pummel her. Oh, that'll He's be ugly. He's done it to every single person. He'll pummel her. He'll pummel her. And then she'll really be set up for a presidential run. <laughs> I mean, look, there's no By the way, audience for this is not how you would win no. a primary. There's no one that's going to come in to the Republican primary and take a stance like Liz Cheney is taking and so, win. You can take a stance okay, so, and say, hey, I'm different than Donald Trump in this these ways. I don't like the way he did X, Y and Z. But to come in and just say this man is Satan is not there's no way to win a primary doing that. No. So here's here's where I think um, I could have tolerated. I could have tolerated, and maybe the people of Wyoming would have as well. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't live in Wyoming. Um, but I, I think if you had, if you were with Donald Trump, and then you, you know, uh, something happened on, you know, January sixth, and you're like, okay, that was really bad. You'd handle it like everybody that I know who is was a Donald Trump supporter or is a Donald Trump supporter. They were really angry that day. And now they're to the point of, I didn't like how he handled January 6th. I just don't like it. It really bothered me. And it still bothers me. But, you know, he's, you know, it's Donald Trump and he's going to do what he does. And, you know, while that bothers me, he either is the candidate or isn't the candidate for me. And if he, if they would have said, look, if she would have said, look, I, I was for Donald Trump. I was with him the whole time. Uh-huh. And uh, and I love him, just loved him. But then instead of going psycho over it, I decided just to come out and say, guys, I'm not sure if he is the guy for the next election. He was great in the time, but he may not be the right guy because, you know, he's 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 stirs it up every time. And we need somebody a little more calm than Donald Trump. And, you know, he stirs it up and I don't know, but it should be left up to the people. Is this the is this what is this the best way to defeat this socialism, uh, socialist Marxism? It might be, but I think maybe, uh, you know, Ron DeSantis would be better. OK, I think those conversations are happening, but those conversations are not, you know, I really, really liked him. Now he's got to be destroyed. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I, it's interesting because, you know, obviously we do have a lot of guests that come on uh, this show on Studios America. I go on other podcasts all the time. And one of the, I think the, the most I'm always interested to ask guests and people who are other hosts 
commentators in the conservative world, who do you want? Who do you want? And and I, I'm mostly interested to ask people who are Trump supporters, people who love Donald Trump, who are with him the whole time, who would walk through a wall of fire to vote for this guy in 2020. What do you want in 2024? Who would you prefer? Do you want Trump to run again? Do you want it to be someone like DeSantis? And um, and all of these people that I've asked have been, if Trump is the nominee, I'm 100 percent on board. Right. Like there's yes. no they're, yes. they're totally on that on that realm. But I would say the answers have been about 50-50. About 50% want Trump to run. That He's the guy. He's the only guy for this time period. About 50% are just like, look, I love Trump. He's the best. If he's the nominee, great, fine, I'm fine with it. But like, honestly, if I had a preference, I'd rather have someone like DeSantis because I don't, there's too much baggage already built into that package. Yeah. And, and it's so, not a slam. That's a real debate it's going on. Yeah, it's not a slam on Donald Trump. Yeah. And I don't know the people like Lynn Cheney. I do know people. I mean- I was here in um, in Utah. I'm in Salt Lake City. Um, uh, I did a speech last night uh, on ESG. I'll tell you about that. There's some ESG news today. Uh, um, but I'm <clears throat> I'm here, and I talked to some some real heavy Republican heavy hitters, and they all said the same thing. They were all like, "Look, I'm I'm all in. I, I'd even raise money for Donald Trump, and I have, and I will. But if he would not run," I think that might be a better path because the temperature would be lowered. And I just I just wish we could lower the temperature on things. And then they always followed it up with, but if he runs, I'm 100% in. Mm. It's it's this weird thing that the Lynn Cheney thing doesn't exist. Liz, I really again. don't think it exists. I mean, it's probably Lynn, Lynn too. I think they have the same feelings on the issue, but I think you're talking I, yeah, about Liz. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't think that uh, Dick has the same feelings, do you? I do believe he you've got a commercial for her on that, uh, no. on that front. I know. It's uh, shocking. It, it, you know, it's interesting, too. You, you have basically the last two eras of Republican politics on the ballot right. last night in a way right with liz cheney kind mm-hmm. of continuing the bush cheney vibe and then sarah palin who kind of came up during that tea party uh era and uh you know sort of converted more to um a, maybe a more maga character if you want to separate those two movements but uh still it, an interesting uh, thing last night and she you know it, the way the alaska election Look, works we're not going to know who w- wins that for a while but uh it's kind of interesting to see she both is going to be on the, the ballot day. Yeah. Well, here's the yeah. uh, well, you know, most likely um, here's the uh, last word. Um, what was at stake last night was, are we going to go back to the Bush kind of Republicans? Are we going to stick with the, um, you know, the the tried and true? Gosh, we're going to compromise and work together on this and we'll always lose every compromise <laughs> or. Are we charting a new course? And I think um, most voters last night, at least in Wyoming, were like, I don't want this anymore. I'm tired of the kind of George Bush approach to globalism and America. Back in just a second, let me tell you about the Tuttle Twins. If you haven't checked out the new American history book by the Tuttle Twins, you're running out of time on the offer, which includes the audiobooks and the workbooks that go with it. You only have a few more days. Now, kids, what they're learning in school today, first day of school in Texas, uh, and uh, I can't wait. I, I just can't wait to see what they come home with today. Anyway, um, you really 
really need to teach your kids American history. And it's hard. Most Americans, most adults really don't know American history. And your school is only teaching them to memorize dates and false facts, you know, about our pilgrims and founding fathers. So get America's history. Now, America's history book is available at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Before this offer is gone, they're throwing in the audiobooks, workbooks. Um, you can get a deal and a free sample chapter right now. Before it's too late, only a few more days remain. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. This is a book that everybody should have in their home, especially if you have younger kids. Uh, you really need American History Book, the American History uh, Book. It is available at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10-second station ID. Welcome to it. Uh, by the way, we we really, uh, I think we should look to the Scottish National Party. Um, the um, Scottish National Party Council of Institutionalized Mansplaining uh, has appointed a man as the country's first period dignity officer. And I think that's... I think that's great. It's they say a court, you know, of course, don't we all say that it's about making people aware of the availability of period products for anyone, any gender, whenever they need it. Now, I don't know the man that has a period, um, but if you do have a period where you have, you know, maybe months of heavy blood flow from downstairs guys you should have that checked i don't think you should put some sort of pad or a big band-aid down there you should probably have that checked because you don't have a uterus okay so your body's rejecting something else uh and it might be your ideology that's making you bleed downstairs i don't know but um I just think it's great that they have now a a period dignity officer, uh, and uh, and they've just passed their period products act to let people know that guys can bleed downstairs too, uh, but you probably should see a doctor. Uh, you know, maybe we should put that on the, all of the ads. You know, like if you have this for more than three hours. If you bleed once a month, guys, downstairs, go see a doctor. The Glenn Beck Program. I know, I know. Well, let me uh, tell you about our sponsor this half hour. Uh, our sponsor is, hang on, I'm just, I'm so discombobulated here. Uh, it's Rough Greens. Rough Greens is something that I, um, I feed my dog. Uh, Tammy writes in uh, about her dog's experience with Rough Greens. My dog loves it. I give it on her dry food in the morning and uh, on half of her wet food in the evening. She didn't like eating the dry food, so we're putting wet food on it as a topper. Now we just use Rough Greens. Uno used to, used to love it if we put cottage cheese with his food. But somehow or another, he could figure out how to get all the cottage cheese off his dry food. We're the same, Tammy. Um, however... What we found is he doesn't need the cottage cheese now. 
He loves his dry food if Rough Greens are on it. We love it because he feels better. He looks better. He's having a much better experience, I think, in life with Rough Greens. Try it out. You get a free bag right now. Just a trial bag. Make sure your dog loves it. Roughgreens.com. R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. You can subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Hello and welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, let me give you some good news. Uh, Media Matters. Stu Media Matters are very upset with me. Oh, no. Very upset. That's yes. terrible. They're usually on yes, your they. side on almost every issue. Right, right. Yeah. George Soros and I are like this. Mm-hmm. Um, media Matters, quote, the right wing influencers leading a social media crusade against ESG. Oh, no. Now, let's just look at this. Uh, first of all, I want you to remember the right wing influencers who are leading a social media crusade now it's an interesting word to use crusade because that implies religious zeal okay elon musk called esg a scam wait a minute this i just want to make sure i have it right wing influencers leading us elon musk called esg a scam so elon musk the guy who runs the largest electric car company in the world and is building spaceships partially to escape global warming is a right-wing influencer no i'm talking about the guy who's all of that plus was dating a a marxist oh okay Uh, that That one totally a right-wing influencer there glenn yeah so esg according to media matters listen to this i think i'm gonna have this blown up and framed ESG is attracting more and more attention from right-wing media influencers like Elon Musk, Glenn Beck, and James Lindsay. <laughs> I, lo- I love those two. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good grouping. I like. They feel bad today. They're like, oh, you had to throw Glenn Beck in it. Yeah, but I'm feeling pretty good. They're part of a growing number of conservative media figures seizing on the opportunity to turn ESG (laughs) into the next battleground in the culture wars, in part by fitting it into the broader Great Reset conspiracy theory. (laughs) These guys. Well, the one thing I like about this, this grouping of Elon Musk, Glenn Beck and James Lindsay is I think for the first time you can honestly say you're middle class. I think in that grouping, you are yes. middle class. Yes. There you go. Yes. Middle class Glenn yes. is here. Right. <laughs> and I also, because I never want to be the smartest man in the room, in that grouping, I'm nowhere close. No, you're definitely <laughs> the nowhere. dumbest man in the room. Uh, yeah, on I'm one. the one that gets the drool cup when I walk in. <laughs> there you, you go. Know? Uh, so they're very upset. Uh, very, very upset. Uh, because ESG is being misleadingly cast as a tool for the elites to force a tyrannical agenda on unsuspecting Americans, specifically investors, as part of the far-right Great Reset conspiracy theory. I don't know how you can call this a conspiracy theory anymore. I mean, even the New York Times is now admitting that it's happening, 
and they're upset because people are talking about it and they're against it. It's it's not like that. It doesn't exist. <laughs> they're even saying, okay, it does exist. And these crazy people are against it. Yeah. And the other thing that they keep writing about is that these mean, these mean corporations are branding stuff as ESG when in reality it's stuff they would have just already invested in and they're getting extra. They're just, they're, you know, right. just taking money from idiotic investors who think ESG is, is an important thing and then just investing in the stuff they were going to invest in anyway. So they they are very much aware that it is happening and they're complaining about it, not in the way we're complaining about it. It's not right. it doesn't go far enough, of course, but still yeah. that's and, acknowledging that it exists. Yeah, and and I will tell you that I mean it is truly remarkable. Do you remember we released my book what in January on the Great Reset? Mm-hmm. And remember we talked just even days before we released the book. Nobody is going to read this. Nobody knows about this. Nobody is going to pay any attention to this. Is anyone going to buy this book? We've gone from that to now it is part of the zeitgeist in a lot of, uh, in a lot of people's uh, lives. It's, it's, it's out there. It is known. It is known as a problem. Still only about, what, 40% of the American people have no idea what it is. And I think about 30% of the American people think they know what it is. Um, And I don't know what the number of people is that that do actually know. ESG is always, by the the left, is always positioned as the free market. What? Conservatives, you're against the free market? These are just companies making a decision. And this ESG is just to help people make a decision when they're investing. No, it's not. You, you know no, it's, it's not. You know you, it's really you, bad when the left makes arguments like that. We love the yeah. free market. What are you talking about? It's like when they say, "Well, yeah. we don't want anyone between uh, the doctor and their patient." It's like, "Oh, really? In this one <laughs> case, you don't?" Okay, I know what's going on here. Uh, they all of a sudden become Does libertarians, it like killing four times children. A year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I yeah, know, I know. But so that's the thing with ESG. It's like all of a sudden they're just so supportive of the free market they can't understand why anyone else would possibly oppose it. You oppose it in every other instance. Uh, so I think we're on to you on that point. And, and the awareness here, I think the rise in awareness is no small part because of the book, which sold a lot of copies. Uh, you've talked about it a lot on the air and it has, it has grown, I think, in, in influence in conservative circles, certainly, and has now grown to a point where, you know, the awareness is more broad in general. I mean, I think people do know about this, even if they don't know all the details, they, they know that, you know, there is, there's something going on here and it's, it's not going to wind up working out well for the American people. No, it's really not. By the way, if you think that it's just a way to, you know, let people decide, you know, let me ask you, did you decide that we shouldn't drill for oil anymore? Did you decide that oil is a thing of the past? Did you decide that we should shut down the oil fields? Did you decide that Exxon should uh, uh, slow its growth by 20%. Did you decide that? Because your money did. Your money is being held by like places like Black Gar- uh, BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. They invest most of our retirement funds. And you're losing money. Boy, an, you know, an enterprising uh, attorney would start to think to themselves, gee, I bet there's a class action lawsuit 
that could be had. I bet I could sue a place like BlackRock. Now, I'm not an attorney, so I don't know. But I bet I could find a lot of people. Do you have melophysioma or whatever the hell that <laughs> Do you have leprosy? Did you ever work with Glenn Beck? You might be in for big money. There's got to be somebody out there who is thinking, uh, you know, I think the mesophilioma thing is probably played out by this point. Maybe did you have your retirement fund managed by BlackRock where they didn't tell you in advance that their their index, their ESG index, which you were just placed into, did you did did you lose money because it's underperforming the S and P five hundred, and now they've come out and said, yeah, you would expect to lose, you know, maybe for the next ten years. Oh, well, I don't have a problem with that if I'm fifty five. There's a class action lawsuit here. However, the states are also taking action. Uh, I am uh, here in Utah where their treasurer, um, Marlo Oaks, is doing a great job uh, so far on ESG. And he's not going to invest the state's money into something that will kill the state and also not provide the best return on the investment for the for the people who have their pension through the state. That has to be done. It's happening in Arizona. It is happening now in almost all of the red states. That's half the country. You choke their money off at BlackRock, and uh, there's a problem. There's a real problem. They didn't think that this would happen. Now, just so you know, if you think you're you're on the right side, now I'm, I'm gonna leave my money in BlackRock because they don't have anything to do with the price of gasoline. Let me tell you that BlackRock, which is very, they are the leader, literally the leader in ESG, right? Environmental, social justice, and governance. Okay, that means no more petrochemicals. Uh, the S means social justice, and we've got to be we've got to be kind to everybody who's different. I mean, let's not let's not verbally behead people who are different. And then uh, governance. Let's have a whole variety of people. Do you have somebody who's transgender on your board of directors? So BlackRock is so super 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 uh, locked into ESG. That yesterday, uh, they took uh, a $451.72 million investment. So half a billion dollar investment from the government of Saudi Arabia. Now, now why would Saudi Arabia put half a billion dollars into an investment fund that is not not outperforming, in fact, underperforming the S&P 500. Could it be that they like the idea that they are encouraging companies like Exxon to stop drilling for oil? Could it be that they don't like the fact that we could be energy independent and not care about them anymore? Is that possible? Because I don't know about you, but 
I don't look at Saudi Arabia as a leader in the E or the S or the G. You know, they're kind of the opposite in each category. World's largest oil producer. Oh, that E's out. Uh, they jail or cane or kill homosexuals, so the S is out. I don't think they have a wide variety of people in any of their businesses or government. Yeah, I'm pretty sure BlackRock is talking out of their butt. BlackRock doesn't mean a thing they're saying. This is a sham. ESG is not about the environment. It's not about social justice. It is not about any of it. It is about power, control, and money. But I can't wait to hear what BlackRock has to say of why their ESG investment firm is so happy to have half a billion dollars from Saudi Arabia. That's like uh, the new ADL, and we're being funded by the Nazi party. <laughs> no, that doesn't, uh-uh, guys, I don't know. That's obvious that it doesn't work. Back in just a second. Sarah, who's our sponsor this half hour? Patriot Mobile. I love Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile are the uh, people that I have my cell phone with. I don't even carry a cell phone, and I highly recommend it for everyone. We can't live without our cell phone. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Uh, anyway, um, I I only got a cell phone so I could have Patriot Mobile because I want to support them. Um, the the people at Patriot Mobile, and I'm going to introduce them to you because I think what they're doing, their work beyond the cell phone stuff, is some of the most important. This is a company that is actually in the fight, fighting for the things you believe in, fighting for the Constitution fighting for the right to privacy, the right of free speech, the right of a free press, the right to life. These people are in the game, and they take a portion of their profits and invest it in that, and their time, and they invest it in that. So they're fighting with us, not against us. And the second thing is they got the cell phone thing down. They're on the same towers as everybody else, so you get the same great coverage with whoever you're with, and you're going to pay less. It's Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile, 972-PATRIOT. Make the switch today. Patriot Mobile at 972-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. Hmm. So you remember who Noriel Rubini is? Uh, the economist, right? Dr. Doom? Dr. Doom. Mm-hmm. And uh, he first really came to attention because uh, he was in 2000, uh, early 2008 going, hey, we're in for real trouble. And he predicted it, and he was exactly right. Now he is predicting something else. He said, um, this economy is headed for unhinged inflation and or severe recession. And it will be out of control 
and uh, a hard landing. And uh, he said, um, uh, it's going to last a very long, a very long time. Long, protracted, severe. So that's good news from Noriel Rubini. <laughs> yeah, but I hope he he's wrong this time. Let's hope. I do too, but he's not. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, what he's not figuring in is the bill they signed yesterday, the inflation reduction bill. I know. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Now that the bill is passed, I, I'm seeing all these mainstream media reports talking about yeah. how the Inflation Reduction Act obviously will not reduce inflation. They're all admitting that now. After it's passed, and we spent seven hundred and forty billion dollars. Thanks, thanks for that. Thanks for that. You could have been critical about that as it was going through, and maybe put pressure well, on them to at least change the name from a blatant lie. Yeah, I think though that the CBO is very timely. You know that they came out yesterday as the ink was still <laughs> drying on the page, mm-hmm. and said, "Yeah." Much of the stuff in the bill, it's a lie. Um, It's really not going to do any of the things. I mean, including protecting those who uh, make under uh, $40,000. In fact, beginning with people who make $10,000 a year, yeah, you're going to get taxed. Oh, and the IRS agents, there's no way that they're just going after the, the heavy hitters. They're going after the regular people. Thank you, CEO. Or C- the CEO. It's great. program.